confidants, my sweet confidants. Welcome to another episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. This is a safe space. Well, actually, speaking of my space, it might look a little different if you're watching on youtube.com slash Kelsey Dara. I am in a cabin in the woods in upstate New York at my best friend's house. She is having a baby literally any moment. Like it could happen right now. It could plop out. We are just like on standby. This is very exciting. So if you're wondering where I am right now, the woods is the answer. Um, and I'm so excited to bring on our first guest. I always say, oh, this podcast is what we, you know, asking the questions we're afraid to ask. And then I always say like, and this guest is so perfect for it, but duh, because we're fantastic at booking guests. We're fantastic at getting badass bitches up in here. And so I'm so excited to introduce our guest for this week, Tori Dunlap. You are a money expert and founder of her first 100K and TikTok star. Casual. Thank you. I guess. Yeah. Kelsey, I'm stoked to be here. This is um, the best. Tori, I told her already off camera, like, I came across your TikToks and was hoping to send them to like my little group chat podcast people and be like, oh my gosh, this she's great. We should definitely get her on here. And then one of my producer interns was like, have you seen this already? Like sending your TikTok <laughs> in. So tell us a little bit about what her first 100K is. Yeah. So I was lucky enough to grow up with a financial education. Wow. I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to have parents (laughs) who educated me about money and I knew Mm -hmm. not to overspend on credit cards. I knew how to negotiate. I knew how to invest. And I grew up thinking, oh, this is the case for everybody. Everybody What do your parents do? do I don't mean to cut you off, but this is so unusual. But like, how, what do your parents do that? they? My dad is a salesperson and my mom is a homemaker and And I'm an only child and they they didn't, they didn't grow up with a lot. And so they were committed Mm. where they were like, okay we are going to make smart financial choices and mm-hmm. we are going to educate our daughter to make sure she makes smart financial choices. Covering up the mistakes, you mm-hmm. know, closing the circle, ending the trauma. I love that. Always. So I grew up thinking that's the norm. Everybody yeah. knows. And then I got into college, graduated college. And I was the friend, all of my friends were coming to for advice and guidance, especially mm. my female friends mm. and graduated college in May of 2016. Obviously Trump got elected in November. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, I thought I would be coming into adulthood, into womanhood yeah. in Hillary Clinton's America. God, and instead huh. came into America or came to yeah. Trump's America. Mm. And I realized through, you know, having conversations with female friends, learning more about personal finance, learning more about money that it's our best form of protest as women Mm. that unfortunately we are at a severe disadvantage when it comes to financial education and it Mm -hmm. affects every single part Mm -hmm. of our lives. And I don't think we have any Mm -hmm. sort of equality for women until Mm. we have financial equality because it gives you choices, right? Mm. You can leave the toxic situation. You don't Mm. want to be in anymore. You can start a business. You can yeah, quit your job. You can travel and have kids or not have kids retire early. You have all of these options. And so I was like, okay, this thing was a privilege. This financial education was a privilege. Yeah. And with that privilege came, comes a responsibility. Absolutely. So I started her first 100K in late 2016. I took it full time in late 2019. Uh, I am now a multi six figure, soon to be seven figure Bitch. money expert who Money. writes speaking coaches about paying off debt, saving money, investing, starting businesses. And we're a community over a million and a half. Casual, so, fucking casual. And it's my favorite thing in the world. I like, this is so great because, well, I also want to name that, like the name of your company came from you being able to save a hundred thousand dollars by the time you were 25. Correct. Which is a big deal, which is fucking unheard of. 
in my the f- area of expertise. The first thing <laughs> I like to acknowledge the privilege in that I did Absolutely. graduate with student debt, which oh. was a combination of me working three jobs while I was Ooh. going to school, me getting a bunch of merit scholarships and also my parents having saved since I was born yeah. in order to give me a little bit of money for college. Right, right, right. So that's the first thing is I would not have hit hundred K that quickly if I had student debt fully right. aware of that. Right. But I also started investing really early. So I opened mm. up what's called a Roth IRA, which I'm happy yes. to talk about when I was Roth 21. Ira, Yep. When I was 21, uh, I started side hustling. So her first hundred K was my side hustle for almost three and a half years on the side of my nine to five in marketing. Wow. So I was putting away all that money that I was earning from the business. Yeah. Um, and then I was just really prioritizing how do I balance spending and saving? How do I make sure that my hard earned money is going to things that I actually like and care about, mm. uh, as opposed to, you know, spending all of my money on stupid shit right. that I really didn't care about. So, so we've like was, definitely, kind of yeah, we've had, um, a couple episodes on finance in the last like two years that this has been a podcast. We had Sally Krawcheck from Merrill Lynch and mm-hmm. she came on and it was almost like two, upper level. Like there was, we missed the like basics of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it was definitely more an investing episode. And then recently I talked about my personal finances because I do believe in kind of like financial uh, transparency. And I wanted people to know the truth about what people like me make, right? Like they see YouTubers and they see like the hype house. I don't even know the fact that I know the name of the hype house, but they see all these YouTubers in these like million dollar houses, cars, businesses, new clothes. And that is not the, uh, majority, right? Like I talked about, you know, what I had in my savings accounts, what I was, uh, most debted with. I also didn't yeah. have student debt mostly because I dropped out of all the colleges I went to. Um, see, I told you, I, I always plan questions and then I just f- throw them all away and go straight to my it. personal experience. I'm here for it. <laughs> but I think a money is so fucking boring. Like I think to the confidants <laughs> that are listening to this episode going like another finance podcast, but it's not really a finance podcast. It's, it's like a life podcast. It's really like what you're saying. It's, it's getting into a arena that we weren't taught to be into. And I also grew up in a very privileged position. My parents had saved money for me to go to, well, I tried to go to college and they more were just like, here, do what you would want with this money. And that's kind of how I got started. Take it. (laughs) Yeah. And I have gotten so close to a hundred thousand dollars so many times Mm. I've never hit it. And it's funny that, you know, maybe the beginning of this year was another time that I was so close and yeah. then even four months later, now I am paying off a $19,000 credit card bill and Oof. losing the most money I've ever lost. I already started a startup company where I've already spent $13,000. And when I talk to my other startup friends, they're like, we spent $5,000 and we've made an entire app and it's out in the world and using, I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing something incorrectly. And to top it all off, I have a fucking business manager that takes 5% of all my checks. Who's supposed yeah. to business manage- give you money. Yeah. yeah, but it's more like, you know, in the industry with uh, invoicing and, and having money right. in so many different projects and places, you really do. It does take a lot of weight off of me to have someone who can collect the money and I don't have to worry totally. about where it's coming from. It's the saving and the smart spending that I think I have a problem with that is very relatable to our audience, our listeners. I have like data sure. and uh, stata. Whoa, I think it just made a new word. S- statistics and data. Stata. I have data. data. I have stata. That sounds like a cool bar. And you're like, oh, I'll meet you at seven. 
for, for, for Manhattan. Data. data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I can see like where, uh, socioeconomically our audience lies. And I think that there is that gap between right. like getting out of college and getting into adulthood that most of us enter without any savings. And so I guess, you know, I obviously want to talk about your biz. I want to talk about you're writing a book. You're starting a podcast. You have so much going on, but I have to start at where I found you was TikTok. Like yeah. why start financial uh, expertise coaching on TikTok? So we had a pretty, I mean, we had a good chunk of our following on Instagram. We were at about 30,000 to 40,000 yes. followers this time last year, which was nothing to sneeze at. And I, like many people, <laughs> got on TikTok in March board, yes. board in the house, name of house board, um, around <laughs> exactly. quarantine and was like, okay, I'll just see what's, see what's going on and consumed, you know, was, was on TikTok as a consumer right. until July. Lurker. And honest, honestly, I thought to myself, I was like, they're not going to care. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about money. Right. And these no are all Gen care. Z people. It's boring. And I'm a millennial, but just barely I'm 26. And oh, so congrats. I was born in 94. So I'm like, barely uh, a millennial. I'm like on. right on the cusp. I know. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm still too old. Like they're not going to give a shit. No. And I started, you know, giving financial advice on TikTok, And within about a week and a half, my first video went viral, um, which Insane. was crazy. Which one so was that from, one? So there was one that I talked about Dave Ramsey, who's shall not be named. Yeah. Uh, the Voldemort of finance. <laughs> personal fi- no, like legitimately we can talk about him. We can talk want. about it. But just the shaming, the judgment, yeah. the like, you can't afford a house because you buy too many lattes, which is the math doesn't even work. And it's also the most sexist bullshit yes. of like a latte, the seemingly feminine, frothy, like little pleasure in life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's this thing, right? It's like, well, and you don't have to deprive yourself in mm-hmm. order to build the life that you want. And you how can- old is he? Oh, got to be like in his sixties now. That's I what think. I'm saying. Maybe what the fuck does that. he know about how we spend money in the generation that we've grown up in and the in the economy we had? He also just does not acknowledge systemic oppression. He no. is like the reason you're not rich is because you do not work hard enough. I'm and hoping this like, audience has not heard of him and will. Not I'm hoping to. <laughs> Sometimes I do get comments on TikTok. People are like, "Who is this person?" And I'm like, yeah. "Bless you." Yeah, like, you're in. You're in. Ignorance is bliss in this. Situation. Truly, I'm like, yeah. congratulations. To yeah, you. let me send you some flowers. Right. Um, but yeah, so I that was kind of the first video, and then I talked about you know being able to you know, quit my job. You called it out. You were like, I'm calling this out. And people were like, fuck yeah, I'm going to follow this check. Yeah. And so I've been on TikTok. What has it been like nine or 10 months now? And we're at 1.4 million followers, which is proof to me that that people, that people need it, that people want it. And in a way that is accessible. So that's my big thing. How do we create, you know, to your point, finance is kind of boring. It's been a lot of straight white men talking about getting rich and then telling us, Oh, stonks. Right. And then I love telling to say us stonks that now. <laughs> stonks is the most stupid. I, we, the, again, we can talk about audience, that too. It's stocks, but we call it stonks, stonks. In, the, in the community. Thank you. It reminds I, me I am of the a... owner of Dogecoin. So that, if that tells oh, you, are you? About how fucking stupid I am, there you go. <laughs> Have you seen the SNL sketch about chonk? Have you seen that one? This one, a couple to be years honest, ago. I stopped watching SNL when Kristen Wiig left. I, that's totally understandable. They have this, like this, it's like, oh, you're gorgeous at any size. And like, every woman's a chunk. And then that's the brand <laughs> name is chunk. It's chunk. Okay. So it's kind of like stonk. 
And so every time I hear somebody say stonk, I'm just like stonk. Stonk. You have to say it that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is like the, the, so I'm definitely following like stonk talk and I don't know what I'm doing. Like clearly I bought Dogecoin. Like it's like, what the fuck? Well, no, here's the thing. I could pull it out and pay for my debt of my new company. So I mean, you could, and it's also one of those things where we are consistently told that talking about money is taboo, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about money is taboo. It's bad. It's impolite. Right. And we're also told as women that, well, money's for the guys. You shouldn't yep. really want it. And yep. in addition, if you want money, you are bad, right? Ooh, if you yeah. want to be rich, you are evil. You are bad. And here's the deal is these narratives are perpetuated right. by the patriarchy. So yeah. we have these misogynistic, racist you know, systems, yep. right? That exist. And they tell us, oh, well, don't talk about money because it's taboo or don't want money mm-hmm. because it keeps don't them in power. Yep. They don't profit from our Ooh. silence, right? Because yep. they're saying like, don't talk about money. Mm-hmm. Don't gain power. Don't gain mm-hmm. agency because then we'll stay in power. Money so, is power. It really provides. And you are powerful. You are powerful. Kelsey. Everyone listening to this podcast is powerful. Yes. So like, it is not a bad thing to want money because really you want choices. Yeah. It's not like I don't want a stack of, uh, you know, a hundred dollar bills. That doesn't help me. No. I want what that hundred dollar bill can buy me. Right. 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 I want choices. I want agency. I want to donate to causes I believe in. Like mm. I said before, I want to leave toxic situations. Yes. I want to have a fucking businesses. latte. Right. Have and a latte. Like, Go worry about eat. it buy your friend dinner without you having to think twice about it. Right? I, saw, like, I left on your website, the, the quote, and maybe you can say it better, but it was like, I hate the phrase empowering women because we're already yes. empowered. It's just about teaching so you how to use your power. And I was like, it makes, it makes me just feel like I've already got it in me, but then it, yep. it feels a little overwhelming you need, to learn you need the it. resources and the agency. So what can yeah. I, what can I answer? What questions do you have? Cause I'm all about actionable goodies. Yes. So, so it, it, it is really in that phase where I'm like, okay, I want to take charge of my spending, right? Like yes. I want to know why at the end of every week, when my business manager sends me my thing, I'm like, where did all of this go? And also coming from a place of privilege and knowing that like, what's a relatable yeah. place to start for everyone. That's like, I have a bank account. I make sure I don't go under this limit. And maybe I have like a little bit of cushion of savings. Like how can I have growth? Yes. First of all, that's the number one thing people ask me. So yeah. you're not alone in that. I was going to literally, <laughs> I actually have a free course called how to curb emotional spending around that concept of like, I, I get up to for the it. end of the month and I'm like, where the fuck did my money go? So I signed up for oh, it. Right. I'll have have you link it if you want. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So a couple of things that you want to do the very actionable practice is, um, do you know what a food journal is? Yeah. You write down everything you eat. We're going to do that for money. So for like at least a week, I would say preferably like a month, even if you can swing it, write down everything you spend money on for that period of time. Typically your discretionary money. Right. Now the key with this practice is you have to do it without shame or judgment. So it's not like, Exactly. You can't be like, God, I'm such a piece of shit. Or like, why did I spend money on that? Mm -hmm. Like that was such a waste of time or money. Mm -hmm. You just have to go, Oh, she bought that pair of shoes. She did not need it. Did not want, uh, because she had a shitty day. Interesting. Mm. Right. That's it. Mm. So you're writing down four things. You're writing down what you bought and how much you spent. So I went to Starbucks, I bought a $5 mocha. Right. And then the other two things are the transformational things. You're going to say why you made the purchase and how it made you feel. Mm. money is psychological. The reason we spend money, 
Well, it, we're in a certain headspace, right? The amount yeah. of times, especially in quarantine, like I bought a $75 pregnancy pillow. I'm not pregnant. I'm not planning on becoming pregnant. Was <laughs> it the best purchase comfy. ever? Yes. yes. No, but like that yes. was purely an emotional purchase. It was like, yes. okay, I'm going to be here for who God knows how long. Yes. It ended up being a, what, a year and a half. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I may as well cozy up with this and put Timothy Chalamet's face on Ooh, it and act like it is, I you know, that. New business right? idea. Oh, and sis, I'll take 2%. I'll help you market. <laughs> Thank I don't you, need equity. Thank you, appreciate it. Thank you, Lori Grenier. I so appreciate it. Oh my gosh, love that um, show. Yeah, so I think that that's, that's really what you have to mm-hmm. kind of analyze your purchases through this right. lens of like, why am I spending money on this thing? Yes. Like, why did I do this? And how yes. did it make me feel? Well, I want to stop and say like, that is so not taught to us. Like that emotional aspect of it. It's almost like a high, like I can afford this thing and it makes me happy and that's it. And you never give it a second thought, but I'm loving. It's almost like a mindfulness practice that you're instilling to be like, it's the same thing as eating. If you would have gone, why am I eating this thing? Am I actually hungry? Am I feeling sad? Am I emotional? And I, I sometimes worry because I go straight to judgment, how I can remove that feeling of like, Oh, why did I do that from it? But, but you're saying maybe write it down physically, like make a journal or an expense notes app of your phone. I actually have a, I have a product that I have called the cash calendar, which is a little thing that you can do. The thing, I mean, I don't have to tell you this as a, as a, you know, mental health person, but like shame, shame is the one emotion that's not productive. Mm, Yes. Like not productive anger, all of these like quote unquote, ugly emotions, anger, frustration, sadness, Mm these are still productive, right? They're right. either getting energy out of the body or you're feeling, you're feeling right. Shame is the one thing that doesn't actually help us at all. It, like was invented it doesn't after actually evolution. do anything. Yeah. Right. Well, and you don't have to stop spending money. You just have to stop mm. spending money on shit that you don't care about. Okay. So let's say we do that. And I'm like, wow, I'm spending a lot of money on dumb shit that I was, I kind of don't ever revisit and I'm, I'm thrilled to have sure. it in my life. How do I stop? <laughs> Yes. So when you're looking at your money diary after that period of time, right, it's going to be very clear where the majority of your money is going. And if that aligns with your values, you're going to kind of, to your point, like, sure, Marie Kondo, your money, right. And you're going to identify what I call your three value categories. These are the three areas in your life. Excuse me. Let me try that again. Three Mm. areas in your life (laughs) where you are committed to spending the majority of your discretionary money because they bring you the most joy. What's discretionary money just for people? Sure. To know. Discretionary money is like your fun money. It's okay. not your rent. It's not your student loan payment. It's not like money for savings. It is like your fun shit. But you still so, should include that stuff in your journal, right? Cause like you'll go rent and then you'll go like, am I spending too much money on rent? Should I downsize? Do right. One of the things about paying rent though, is you're probably like in the, how it made you feel the emoji is going to be like, like you're not yeah. going to love it, but you still have to do it. But, right? but it forces you to almost appreciate your space more if you're spending X sure. amount or, you know, you sure. can find ways to write rooms off. I've learned. Right. Right. And so for me, like the three value categories for me are travel food out. And you can't see it, but plants. I have a ah. 650 square foot apartment and I have 55 plants. Love That's that my thing. You. So for me, coffee's not a big deal, especially right. like coffee out. Like I don't do coffee out a lot. 
clothes, makeup, those are not a big deal for me, but for you, it might be yes, right. Amazon. Your makeup is always fire by the way. Oh my God. So, I've been like doing no makeup during quarantine because I'm loving it. And I hope we don't go back. I don't want to go. Well, back. speaking of the guys, when you guys, ho- when you hosted your trivia and your eye makeup was <gasps> just, she's talking about the try guys. We talked so about them before. Good. I so appreciate you. And you know what else I was going to say, because okay. we already mentioned the try guys is that when you were saying you're the financial friend everyone goes to, that's Ned. Ned is the guy. Oh, I know. I'm always like, I just what want, I, I want, I want 15 minutes with Ned to just nerd oh, out about finance. Like, 100%. I just want 15 minutes. Because, I love that. No, he'll come on the podcast, their podcast sometimes and talk about money. And every time I'm in my car and I'm like, yes, yeah, yes, daddy Ned. Sorry, yes, Ned. yes. So, and he's doing great. Like I looked at him being I like, know. how is he so much more like got his shit together than me? But guess why? It's because he went to fucking Yale or whatever. And he <laughs> came up in that experience and he had that privilege and you're so right. And he uses it for good. Now. I think he's really good at like giving back right. and making sure people have that experience. And here's, he doesn't even know he's doing this, but here's the deal is when he talks about money, he's still coming at it from the dude perspective, which mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. I already know Different. what a stock is. Yeah. I already know what the stock market is. And I get women who are like, what is the S and P 500? What like, is the S and P What is a stock? The S and P 500 is the 500 biggest companies on the stock market. Got it. Typically like it's Amazon, Apple. Johnson and Johnson, Apple, yeah. Tesla, Walmart. Right. Mm-hmm. And a stock is a tiny little sliver of a company. Right. So when you buy a share of Amazon stock, granted you own like a grain of sand on Bezos's beach, but (laughs) it is like you own a small part of Amazon or Bumble or Shopify or Tesla or whatever you you want. And it makes you like going back to, to like making you think about even those purchases. It makes you go back to like, is this valuable because society has deemed (laughs) property and assets valuable? Like, or am I just doing it? Cause I think I'm supposed to do it. Right. Well, and it's also what you can check yourself right before you buy something. You can go to your point about mindfulness, like what emotional state am I in? We do the same thing, hopefully with food. I'm slightly, you know, I'm guilty of not doing this yeah, with food, same. but it's like, wh- where am I at right now? Yeah. Okay. Am I buying this thing to make myself feel better? That's okay. Yeah. Is it actually going to make me feel no, better? No, usually no. It's not. Maybe it's a plant though. Not. A plant usually, cause it plants do make me good feel for mental health. But again, yeah. I have assigned, I can spend pretty much unapologetically on plants, right? Because that's one of my three value categories. So again, you don't have to stop spending money. You just have to stop spending money on shit that you only like kind of care about or don't give Mm. a shit about. So for you, Kelsey Dara, what are your three value categories? Before I go any further, you know, I have a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. I mean, we are dealing with a robbery that just happened. We are moving on a very stressful timeline. I'm two years sober. My birthday is coming up. I'm turning 20, 31. Oh my God, I'm going 21. Always well thinking. Anyways, guys, life could be just like falling and crumbling apart, but it's not. You want to know why? Because I am using better help baby. That's right. I am going to therapy every week. And best of all, you can be joining me, huh? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It is available for clients worldwide. And they have licensed professionals who deal with issues like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, happy pride, grief, and self-esteem. 
Sorry, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> Anything you share is confidential, obvi, VIP, super low down. No one's going to know. And it's convenient, professional, and most importantly, affordable. Because y'all know I believe that therapy should be a right, not a privilege. So I want you to start living your happier life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. Join over one million people, including me, taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash C-I. By the way, did you know that so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states? Ha! If you had to guess. And again, your money diary will help you with this. You know, uh, yeah, I think like a money diary would help. I tend to spend on things on like again on Amazon which is totally like Mm. it's a big thing that I'm trying to cut back on a because I literally just started a company that is about sustainability and I'm I'm trying to only (laughs) buy sustainable and stop using from Amazon but it's convenience right so my big value ones are probably I I shop at Whole Foods and um, farmers markets because every day I make like smoothies and juices and I cook at home, do an air fryer. So I feel like that chunk of like fresh food, which usually yep. tends to be like a little more, that's a big one. Is that, does that count? Does food totally ish? counts? I had okay. a client who it was fancy cheese. That's what she oh. wanted to spend her money on was cheese. She had a whole, her whole, like one of her three value categories was just. Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey. When did you become obsessed with? cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. I like splurging on good cheese. Okay. And you like that was think of even more one. specific, but like, yeah, yeah, that you just made me think of another one because of cheese. I've decided, and the confidants know this because I've said it on the podcast a bunch. I've decided to change my life to only being comfortable, whether it be I'm mm. buying the the outfit that is cozy. I'm changing no high the heels, pillow, no, no fucking high heels. If I need to stay in the hotel, that's a little bit upgraded because I need to be comfortable. I live my life with chronic pain and I am in pain all day, right. every day that I decided, you know, fucking what? this is how I'm going to take my power back. And it's where I've been spending a lot of my money. And so I guess it's a kind of a broad category, but comfort is. And important. I, I love that. I would get, make sure that you check yourself. 
because what can happen, right. Is like, if you say (laughs) like a lot of people, well, a lot of people come to me and they go like, Oh, entertainment's one of my categories. And I go, well, entertainment's so broad. You could say Mm. like, Oh, I'm going to go to Cirque du Soleil and then I'm going to (laughs) go see a movie and then I'm going to go see a concert. And then, Oh, entertainment is also like Like going out to drinks with friends. Right. Right. And so I love that. Well, and it, it, it's just, you need to make sure that you're not like justifying, right. It's kind of like what I do when I give away, like I give up sweets and I'm like, Oh, a cinnamon roll isn't a sweet because you have it for breakfast, you know, (laughs) like, but no, that's what we do. Right. Is we like, we, we justify it to ourselves. So I love that as a category. I think that's lovely because it does but serve like, you. Yes. But, but just make sure that you're not like, this I'm going to do the first that class. I can't afford. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Literally, we both, because even on the way to New York, I already had my ticket bought. It was an economy ticket. They upgraded me to have like more room. But even then at the airport, I still Googled like, what other flights are available right now with first class that I could afford. <laughs> and I checked myself though. I went, you know, it's four hours of my time. And yeah. if I get uncomfortable, if it causes a flare up, I'm going to have a flare up anyway. So mm. part of me was like, would you rather have a flare up in first class or in economy? And I was like, for four <laughs> well, and, hours, and I, I, I don't want to be that person who's like, be uncomfortable. No, point no, here. no, 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 no. You are about comfort. You are about living your life. You're, you are about spending money. You are not yes. like cut things out. So that's what I love. Okay. So like, let's go to your next steps. Cause I know I'm just like totally derailing. Every no, you're second. great. <laughs> I would also say with your Amazon thing, if you really want to stop, like remove your credit card. Like, so you have to manually enter your credit card into Amazon and get rid of prime. I have my credit cards memorized. Isn't that fucked up? Oh, order a new credit card. And you know what I did? And they sent me a new one with the exact same numbers, except the last four were changed. (laughs) Universe does some funky shit sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, if people are out there, like I have my credit card saved in my browser. If you know that that's just like not a good thing for you, remove it. It's like, or it doesn't like, exist when it's, it's just also, already inputted. I can't tell you the amount of times I've been sitting on my couch and I, my, my purse is over here. My wallet's over here. And Ugh. I'm like, I don't, I don't really need it. I don't want to get up and go get it. The other thing you can it's do. It's also in my it, phone. So my credit cards live in the back of my phone, which is a big problem. That Yeah. You can also, yeah. Take that out. You can <laughs> take that out. The other thing too, and we talk about this in the course that, that you'll do is like, you can ask yourself to wait 24 hours. Ooh, I love that. So just like, it doesn't mean you can't have it. So like, there was a time I was walking through, I was like Nordy's or Macy's. And I was like, Mm, I saw this coat and I was like, I need it. (laughs) I need it. I want it. I I want it. I got it. I'm like, I need Ariana Grande over here. (laughs) No, literally. I was like, this coat is fantastic. And then I looked at the price tag and I was like, do I need that coat? Is it that? And I thought to myself, okay, uh, this coat will still be here in 24 hours. They're going to have this coat. So I'm going to go away. And if I'm still thinking about this coat, actually for me, typically I give myself 48 hours, but it it doesn't really matter. I'm going to give myself this period of time. And if I'm still thinking about it, I have full permission to buy it. Guess what? Completely forgot the code existed. Yep. Yep. Forgot it it existed. It's fucking college. It is. And I think it's important for women to learn how to curb that. um, What do you call it? Like uh, in the well, emotional spending or like emotional spending. Yes. Especially because online shopping now is such a huge thing with quarantine. I feel like 
that is a big problem too, is that now when yep. I'm out in the world, like I got to go to a, a little farmer's market the other day that was outdoor and I bought these lollipop earrings, not necessarily because I was like, I need these. I know they're super, oh, but they're super cute. They're done by <laughs> happy, cute. good times unlimited. Just for anyone who wants to know on Instagram, even though I probably shouldn't have given that to you. Um, and I bought them not only because I just was thrilled to be out, but right. I also like approached the table and kind of like fell in love with the girl. And I was like, I don't know how to walk away from this without buying something because her sure. funds also go to a good cause. And I was like, totally. It's, this is an emotional moment. This has nothing to do with money. Well, and I'll tell you too. I mean, this is going to be unique to you and I, but we have a platform. <laughs> yeah. Like I might suggest, like, if you don't actually want her earrings, like maybe you shout her out on Instagram uh, and, and you're I like, did, I did that for another yeah, guy so and go. didn't buy a product. And I shouted him out on it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. There are ways to walk away from money. There's from also big chunks of money. There's also a question to ask yourself. And again, I talk about this in the course of like, is this worth it mm. in two ways? One, is this actually worth what they're charging? Mm -hmm. Right. Is it actually worth the price tag mm -hmm. in terms of like, are you going to wear this a lot? Are you going to use this mm -hmm. a lot? Is it actually worth the price tag? And then is it worth being in debt for longer? Ooh. Is it worth not spending money on something that you actually might like more? Like I think to myself, oh, this hundred dollar thing, because travel is really important to me. Oh, Same. if I spend a hundred dollars here, I can't fly to California. Cause that's mm. roughly a hundred dollars for me from Seattle. Ah, so amazing. Sometimes the answer is like, yeah, this is worth a flight to California, right? In, oh, in my hundred dollars. And see. sometimes it's not, right? Sometimes it's like, no, I'd rather go to California or I'd rather yeah. go to, I don't know, insert place here, yeah. right? Travel's big so, for me too. And I find yeah, myself so doing that, that, yeah. That can be one of the ways you kind of check yourself of like, is this worth being in debt for longer? Because I go is into a blind worth? vacation high. I go like, I don't <laughs> care, upgrade, <laughs> eat the food, go to the Michelin star restaurant. That's like, how I am when I'm drunk. Like when I'm drunk, <laughs> I will eat a plate of nachos. Like yes. it's nothing. Yes. I will spend a bunch of money. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the Uber and yes. let's upgrade. Like that's But me. you're so right. It's like uh, travel's a big one for me. So maybe that's my like third important thing. But knowing that if I would like to sustain travel, right. sometimes- mama's got to take away her flaunt and, you know, Amex platinum and just go, well, ba go back to being a, just an Amex, you know? Yeah. And the other, the other thing I tell people is like, there's this whole narrative of like, you're either a spender or a saver, right? We've yeah. heard that for a really long time. Like, Oh, I'm either like predisposed to either spend or save. And the mm -hmm. truth is we are all spenders. Yeah. Like even me who has a good chunk of money saved, I will spend that money. It just might yeah. not be tomorrow. Right? And are you happier when you have saved? Like, do you, are you a better person? Cause you Kelsey, have money saved. I, am, I just can't imagine to, what oh, that feels like. <laughs> I am so motherfucking confident. Like I leave, I do not tolerate toxic situations anymore. Mm. Like if I'm working with a client who wants to underpay me, I'm like, I don't have to take your contract. Mm -hmm. I have money. I don't mm -hmm. need you. I don't mm -hmm. need to be undercompensated. I, again, like I go out to eat dinner with my best friend or go out for drinks and I don't think twice. I'm also mm. going on dates and men are mm. intimidated by me. And I'm like, great, mm. good. Be intimidated. You by should me. Like, if you can't handle this, do you want to hear something? If you can't so handle dumb, financially I did. independent woman. 
What? Like what? literally piggybacking off of what you just said about being so confident. When I met Jared, it was the most money I was making and not saving. I just started saving in mm. 2018 and I was, I was making my like six figures at Buzzfeed and I was spending like an asshole. Yeah. And on our very first date, we went to Dave and Buster's and we ran into friends that he was with. And we were like, Oh my God, let's all go to Dave and Buster's together. I was so drunk and flexed. I bought $700. I bought everyone a $100 game card because I was drunk and I was like flexing in front of Jared. And he still oh, brings no. it up to this day. He's like, remember when you were so confident in your money that you've spent $700 on people you literally met five seconds ago? And like, what the fuck? And well, and here's was the thing is high and a confidence. Oh. And a flex. I am confident because I have money and savings. I don't have saved though. I just had a flex of like, I know I'm getting paid. So here we go. <laughs> right. Well, and for me, my confidence comes from like, I can take care of myself. Like mm. the ultimate self-reliance. Mm. Like I am traveling COVID pending to Europe for a month. Same. And I'm like, I'm like, cool. I can afford like this. Yeah, I would love that. I, I cannot can afford, afford this. this. Right? I, well, <laughs> but here's, that's what the financial, like, that's what a financial foundation gives you. And that is the mission behind her first hundred K. Like right. that is what I want every single woman to feel is right. I don't put up with bullshit anymore. Mm. Like I just don't have to. Right. Like I you're on a different level of thinking. I, Your mental health is on a different fucking vibe. And I want every single woman to be rich. Yes. And I'm not even talking like Jeff Bezos rich. Cause that's ridiculous. But yeah. like just you're not living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. You have an emergency fund together. You don't have any credit card debt, right? You have investments. You, you are working towards the life that you want. Like mm -hmm. that's the feeling I want for every woman because mm -hmm. you don't have to tolerate bullshit anymore. You don't have yeah. to be in that job that you hate. You don't have to yes. be in that relationship because you can't afford your own apartment, right? You right. have so many more options and this is, this is. And I, I think it I can feel overwhelming to come from a place of having like no savings or no financial like knowledge right. or, or privilege. So I want to talk a little bit about your courses and the company and just like how people can get started. Give me kind of a spread of what you're offering and what's like a good place to start and kind of journey down. Yeah. So my big thing is I want to keep as much of my advice accessible as possible. I also have to get paid for my Amen. expertise. So <laughs> I have, uh, yeah, three free courses. Kelsey already, I, I think is already in one, which is amazing. <laughs> I have, um, the best place to start is I have a free quiz that asks you different questions about where you're at in your financial journey to give you very specific resources oh, that are all free. Amazing. Um, and then an optional, if you want to support me, if you want to do more of my paid work, that's an option too. Um, and that's so yeah, like kind I of work. an investment in yourself, right? Like here I'm, I am totally. thinking like, obviously I want to hire and do sessions with you. And then I'm like, well, I have no money, but then I'm going, yeah, but that's an invest. Like I'm investing in well, getting more money. And I would never counsel somebody to, uh, to take their last dollar and pay me with it. Like, that's <laughs> it not what I my want. last dollar. I'm just, I'm not, I'm we'll not just talk talking about, about yeah, I'm not yeah, talking yeah, yeah. you, but just like that's right. that's completely the antithesis of what I do is yeah. like, I don't want you like feeling right. stressed about right. like paying for work with right. me. Like, that's no, not but what that's why you have these free options too. Yeah. And I so, actually put in my company Slack this morning that I want to use, um, Flowdesk, because I saw it on your website and I was like, oh, Flowdesk is so great. Yeah. You yeah, give all these, you give all these tools, like different apps that you use to keep yep. track, to budget, to invest for couples. Like it's, you give a good spread. I, shit, I've never heard about Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So that's really what I, I mean, I'm doing that on TikTok. We are launching the financial feminist podcast Bitch. It'll be out by the time you hear this. What, know, what, tell me about it. Like, what can we expect to hear? So here's, I mean, my whole, my whole ethos is that 
we are not talking about money as women. And in addition, we are not talking about how money affects us differently. So mm. again, we have wage gaps, right? We know that 78 cents to a man's dollar on average, even worse if you're a woman of color. It doesn't exist. You right. get comments well, like so that all the bullshit. time, right? Oh, where they're like, oh, the page, yeah. wage gap girls don't talk it. about stocks. Do you hate all men? And I'm like, well, hmm. yes, the answer is yes. Don't ask me that question. I hate the men, but when he loves me, yeah. that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut for the TikTokers. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk forever about TikTok. Jesus Christ. So the podcast it's like is Vine. coming out. It's like oh, Vine, Vine, where you just like have, yeah. It's like your own language at some point. Yes. Like, and you I talk to you, other people about bitch. it. Yeah. You're never going to stop loving you, bitch. bitch. Yeah. Uh, that was a time. But financial a feminist time. podcast. Yeah. So um, we are, uh, it's, it's kind of a split season. So half mm. of the episodes are deep dives. You mentioned actually Sally Krashek. She's on, yeah. she's one of the guests on my show. Oh, great. So we're talking about how money affects women differently. So I have uh, a friend and coaching client uh, on who's a woman of color who grew up in the South and ah. whose mom run, ran a check cashing and bail bonds. Whoa. Those are very, fucking everywhere in the South, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. And they are, it's like a very intense. And inter- I think I cry oh. every interview. Like they're really beautiful and lovely. We have Tiffany, who's my friend who runs the budget to talk about the racial wealth oh, gap. Yeah. We have. Yeah, we have a bunch of episodes just about like MLMs is another like deep yes, dive. Yes, multi level like, marketing. Oh, you could do a whole fucking documentary oh, we did. series. Oh, mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, with uh, the host of The Dream, which is the podcast all about MLMs. So she came ah, to my show. So yeah, the stacked, half of it is girl. like, yeah, half of it is like, how let's have conversations that no one else is having about yeah. like things that are like about money, but really more adjacent. Yeah. And then more personable. Yeah. Right. And then on Mondays, it's just me for like 15 minutes, giving you some love actual those. resources. So like, what I is a credit that. score and how do you increase it? Like what is a stock and a bond and how do you actually get Stonk. started investing? Yeah. Stonk. What do you like? How do you overcome your psychological bullshit around this? Yes. Like that's all, that's all. I love those. I think shit. I was following one that just gave like a quick, like morning mm-hmm. um, tip, yeah. but again, it became, I think it was a dude, like an NPR one or something. And mm-hmm. I stopped listening. Cause I was kind of like, this isn't for me. This feels like yeah. for me. I appreciate it. That's it's the true. intent. Yeah. Is good. I, again, there's, there's a lot of conversations about money. Mm-hmm. I think more and more they're being had by women, mm-hmm. but, uh, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's again, more and more communities now, but it's still like, oh, here's how to budget. And like, yeah. here's how to stop spending money on purses. And it's oh. like, this is all just complete it's bullshit so, advice. Like, fucking degrading a little bit. Oh, and it's like 1950s. Like yeah. still it's 2021. Yeah. If you're in a heteronormative relationship, if you are a woman dating a man, most likely what'll happen is you will be involved in the day-to-day finances, the coupon clipping, yep. the like check, like balancing. balancing. Yeah. Right. And the man's handling the wealth building, the investing, the real estate, the negotiating their salary, crypto, right? Right. And these are the things that are not being discussed as like, how do we either co-manage, right? Or if you are like, I'm single, I'm like, I am growing my wealth. Thank you. It's it's, it's a double-edged sword. I love that. How can I, how can I just not focus on the day-to-day finances, but the wealth building in order for me to not only take care of myself, but to take care of my communities and to give women jobs. And to, mm-hmm. if I choose to have kids, make sure that yep. they are 
they are yep. taken care of and that yep. their kids and kids are taken care of. So I think that these are the conversations I just wish we were having more of. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I, I gotta well do start it. Having them. <laughs> yep. I, uh, think about money every single day and not in a way that is like fun, do. like you it's, it's the biggest stressor of my life easily. And I know that that's probably yeah. like hella relatable, but I also love what you said about like giving women jobs because with my startup, we have a women only team and my biggest fucking fear, like my, uh, limiting belief is that I am so bad with money that mm. now that I am hiring and paying people out, I don't want to set them up for failure because I am not good with money. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Dude, that's I'm real. Like, I need a CFO ASAP. Um, which again, like I think it's one of those things where it's like I need to know enough to know who to hire and trust that can like take care of that and well, put my money in the right places. And the other thing I'd I challenge you to do too is the I am not good with money narrative. That's is all I or said. I am not good with math. That's something mm-hmm. I hear from women all the time. Same. They're like, Well, I'm like not good with math. Yeah. Money is not math, really. It's not. Mm. Like, it's not about equations and these sorts of things. It's not, you know, calculus too. Right. It's like, does this thing meet this thing? And how do you use money as a tool to build the life that you want? And again, we're told the narrative is women are bad with money. Mm -hmm. So the more we tell ourselves, right, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? That we are bad with money. That's (laughs) what's going to happen. And you're not, you're not bad with money. You exist in a society that is not educated you, right? You'd be like, you'd be like, oh, I'm bad at speaking Italian. And it's like, well, did they give you classes (laughs) to teach you how to speak Italian? No. Did you have like free resources to do this? Did your parents teach you how to speak Italian? No. So it's like, this is not your fault. You know, it's just like getting good with anything. Yeah. It's like playing the piano. Well, and right. it's like playing the piano, right? If you learn to play the piano, I'm gesturing. I have a piano over here. I have if a you piano, learn to piano. Play piano. You're not going to be good at it, right? Yeah. That's the learning process is learning mm-hmm. to speak a language, learning an instrument, learning a new hobby, right? Mm-hmm. I like took up embroidery and I'm still terrible Ooh, at it over quarantine. What a pandemic like, thing. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm, I was terrible. I didn't know yeah. any of the stitches. I was like, there's more than one stitch. I just thought there was one. But- and like, I think that that's, that's so important. Like, you know, I can't believe we've already been talking for an hour. I always say that, but you're so easy to talk to. I, I'm here I think, forever. There you go. I think it's important <laughs> to find these little relatable things that do make it accessible, that do make it fun, that do make it interesting for women. Because if you just look at the market as a whole, it looks like a fucking concrete wall that's impossible to scale, but you are providing and others are providing these little places that are entertaining, fun, understandable, clear. And I think that's also a really good place to start is like, don't overwhelm yourself. Don't go like, okay, I'm going to take everything I've ever done. And let's, you're not going to climb Mount Everest in a day, right? I got to meet myself where I am is what I think I'm, I'm gathering from this. And well, um, and one of the things I love about you is you're so, uh, and I'm sure like behind the scenes, this is harder, but your public persona is you're so focused on like, if you're having a bad mental health day, or if you're just like, that's okay. Right. It doesn't mean it's all bad. And it's, it's the same thing with money, right? Mm. Of like, because you make one bad money decision, it doesn't Mm. mean you're bad with money. Just because you have one great day with money doesn't mean like, okay, everything's great. I've fixed Mm. all my problems, Mm -hmm. right? Money Mm -hmm. problems are gone. Right. Yeah. And it's just these small, like kind of incremental steps. And then also not overwhelming yourself. Yes. Big also time. cutting yourself some slack because unfortunately any narrative that we do have about money. So the times we have sought out financial education, the vast mm. majority of it has been shaming and judgmental, mm. right. And made for men too. And, and made, made for to men. Keep oppressing so women. Yeah. Again, that's, that's the big focus around my platform is how do we get women to talk about money, but in safe spaces where they can ask again, yes. there's no stupid questions, but what they like, the like stupid right. questions of like, what, how, like, how, how yeah. do 
how do credit cards actually work? You know, or like, I, again, I don't know what a stock is or a 401k match. What, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Mm, I never got a good match on my 401k. Oh, neither did I. Neither did I. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck BuzzFeed. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, like I can say these things because I'm gone, but, (laughs) um, but so I want to say like wrapping up, um, where can people find you? And I want to hear a little bit about the book too. Yeah. So I am actively writing the book. The book won't be out till 2022, but it will be like if Something my Instagram or TikTok to. was, was a book. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. um, we're going chapter by chapter and talking about these different financial issues, debt, investing, money, emotions. We're kind of debunking it first. We're kind of like, how did we get here? What's the yeah. patriarchal bullshit around money? Mm. And then what is the actionable way that we can start fighting the patriarchy by becoming, yes. because these are acts of protest. Like if you right. get out of debt, that is an act of protest against a corrupt, unjust. Do you know what this reminds company. me of? Which is so exciting. I, I've recommended this book before. It's called Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. And it's oh, taking off of because, yeah, Chrissy Teigen tweeted about it, how she quit drinking. But it breaks down how the alcohol business is so fucking patriarchal and that women <laughs> actually tried to take back alcohol as a form of protest, therefore just cycling ourselves into the movement that alcohol businesses wanted us to be a part of. So that I love what you're saying about like, learn the history about this and it'll make you go like, Oh, it will really open your eyes. And then it yeah. seems like you're going to provide then a piece of like how to move forward and fight actionable it. resources. There's going to be homework on every chapter of like, okay, how do you exactly yet? pay off credit card debt? So it's tentatively also called financial feminist. We got to make Ooh. sure that we get that title. But, love uh, that. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. We just cited you sound like you have so and- much going on. It's insane. We do. Podcast, we have a lot going on. I have, I have a team. Uh, yeah? this is just, yeah, we have, oh my gosh, how many people now? We have seven people. <gasps> oh my wild. gosh. That is yeah. awesome. That Thank is so you. important too. I think like getting help when you need it and like knowing where that that's an investment. That was one of the smartest decisions I made is I got help actually before I even took it full time. Cause I was running it mm-hmm. as a side hustle. And I was like, even if it's five hours a week, I need like somebody to schedule my social posts. I right. was like, I need somebody to do that's this. That's what I me. do with the podcast. And now that's what I'm right. doing with swap skis. And it's like, Oh, see, I'm going to just have to schedule time with you. Cause it's, I'm going to have to buy the package cause I need help, but I'm um, so excited for your startup. I already sent it oh, to my friends oh who my does sustainability. Oh, She's amazing. a sustainability consultant. And I was like, you should check this out. She so. should totally email me. I'll give you my right. info because I'd love to talk okay. to her. Okay. Cool. So blah, blah, blah. Where can everyone find you? <laughs> I am at her first hundred K on all the socials, H-E-R-F-I-R-S-T one zero zero K or her first hundred K.com primarily Instagram and TikTok. Come say hi. We also yeah, have a free quiz on our website, which is yeah the best way to kind of get started, especially yes. if you're like, I don't know how to start this. Whole I love a quiz. Overwhelming. It's gamifying yeah. it. I love that. I know it's great. So yeah, come say Girl, hi. Tori, this has been so helpful. I think we've become lifelong friends through this conversation. I just love it. You make me cry. No, don't cry. Cry only good tears. No, I'm so excited. We, we were talking about this before, but yes. I am the biggest fan of Kelsey's. Oh my gosh. Literally it, got, got the email to be on the show and was like, <laughs> what? And I feel the same way. I'm like, oh my gosh, why, how, what, in this world, I, I think the universe brings people together for a specific reason. And I love your energy. I, so. I genuinely love your mission because you can tell you're so passionate about it and it's honest. It's not just like you want to become a millionaire, which if you did, who fucking cares? Congratulations. But I do want to do that. And yeah. I want to make sure everybody, every woman can do that too. Yes, that is That's the whole attainable. And so I yep. really love your passion. I love your message. I think you're going to change the world. Like thank go you. off this. And I'm so excited to thank watch you. your journey. Thank and you. thank you so much for doing the podcast. And I hope to have you back. You have to come thank back you. with and everything and like 
podcast, blah, 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 blah. Um, all right, Coffee Dons, uh, you'll find Tori's links below, obviously. Don't forget to rate this five stars on iTunes. If you're going to rate it, let anything less than five stars, please don't because I am sensitive. <gasps> Speaking of sensitive, the merch is now out. You can get it linked below. I'm actually wearing the necklace today. It's a vibe. I really like Ooh. the gold sensitive necklace. Tori, I have to send you my book, by the way. I need to get your address. Um, and that will be it. And we'll see you next week's Confidants. Love you. Bye. Bye.